Hello, 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 and welcome to this topical life. I am so excited for you guys to finally meet the one and only Rachel Payne. She is a pure delight, like I said, and we are just going to get right into it. Um, funny, funny, not funny story is that just before even this episode that we're recording, uh, she's kind of already going through an immediate situation with her son. And, uh, we were just kind of talking over that and just the life stuff behind it and all those things. And so I think it's not just going to be an introduction of where was Rachel from? Where is this Rachel? Where, you know, like the story of her life in the sense of her timeline, but we're going to get right in and you're going to get to know her and we are going to talk life. And what I do think you should know is that and I'll reach, I'm going to let you talk, but I'm just saying that we met April 21st online because she reached out, um, on Facebook because she just moved to Portland. And I'd already said that in the last episode. So I'm going to officially introduce Rachel. Here you are, Rachel. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Westlanders and around areas. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to start with how we got started talking about life. Right. And get to the point where we are today, like start where we started and then fast forward to what we're dealing with today, especially you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So go. (laughs) Okay. Where do you want me to start? I want you to start with, um, so Rachel and I have a very, like-minded sense of life also just uh spirituality and people's stories and all of those things are very much aligned and so we've gone deep and we went deep really fast and so the thing is is where i want you to start is let's start with the situation at hand right now and then okay. we'll work our way backwards and you'll, 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 you're going to hear Rachel's story over, not just this episode, obviously, but just over several episodes that are up and coming in between the stories that you hear. Um, what's unique about Rachel's story is that it's, she is, ap- she is actually sharing it in present day sense, present day tense, excuse me, which is super brave because not many people are willing to to talk about the hardship right now. Usually when people tell stories, it's usually they've already been through the hard stuff. And I would say Rachel's been through a lot of hard stuff, but she's also in the hard right now. And I think that's, we both feel that it's so important to share the now part of it. So anyway, let's talk about how this episode almost didn't happen because uh, her son, do you want to start there? Yeah. So yeah. So, um, my son's a freshman and in high school and he's a wrestler and he had his last tournament on today's Monday. So two days ago on Saturday and, um, he got picked up by his opponent and thrown backwards and he put his arm back. And when he put his arm back, um, the guy full, it was straight and the guy full for force landed on him as his arm twisted. It was, out of it was taken out of socket as well as twisting it and so it sheared off like some bones that attaches tendons um and so it was 
incredibly, it was a gruesome injury to watch happen. Thankfully, I was actually looking down, so I didn't see it, but I did look up and see him wincing and falling down on the mat. And I, of course, was running down as fast as I could. My husband was not there. He's in Texas and I'm new to the community. So I don't know a lot of people and I was running down as fast as I could to check on him. He was taken to the hospital um, and we didn't know what was wrong with him at the time. Um, but while we were there, he ended up having to get a CAT scan and um, the places of where his bones broke off is where um, the tendons attached where, you know, his function of his arm makes a difference. And so I'm waiting right now to hear from doctors and experts on how to move forward. And it's just a very scary unknown time because you, as a mom, you want your kid to be whole and perfect and cause you love them. And, uh, so, and I may cry throughout this, you guys, but that's just me just processing and sweating it out here. Um, but it's just, it's, that's just not the way life is. It's there. We are going, we just have st bad stuff and broken stuff. And so I've been trying to, um, process it and, um, you know, look for the hope and, um, live in the waiting and trust that everything's going to be okay. And it's not just with Lachlan's elbow too. There's a lot of backstory with all of this as well. I mean, she, you moved from, okay. So one thing you might not know that I haven't mentioned, I'm not sure, but she, Rachel grew up at the exact place. I grew up in Texas, moved to Westland. And then her husband still works in Texas. And how often does he travel? Just go back and forth. Yeah, He's, he goes, is still yeah. There. Right. Yeah. Our business is still there. We're waiting um, for him to find something here and to get the business up and going by itself there. So he goes back and forth. Like he'll be here for a few days and then he'll be gone for like anywhere between like five days to 10 days. So that's a lot right there just in and of itself. And then you recently uh, took on a job and we'll talk more about that, but yes. You're starting to deal with that. And then you actually have three kids. Do you want to go ahead and say their ages and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I have a, a junior who's 17, a boy, and then Lachlan, the one we're talking about, he's a freshman. And then my daughter is, her name's Arista and she is, um, she's a, in sixth grade, 12 years old, sixth grade girl in middle school, which is one of the hardest years too. So we got a lot of stuff. You're in the thick of it for sure. Thick of it. Yeah. And not to mention just what's going on around us with people and thoughts and feelings. And ultimately, what is God doing? What is, what's the purpose? The waiting just seems like no answers. Yeah. It doesn't seem like any answers. And so I think that's the hard, one of the hardest parts because you're wanting an answer to, for direction, for a direction. Yeah. So for you, it's lately, it's just been one thing after the other. Before that, it was Lachlan's eye. Yes. Which was, a, how long ago was that? Severe injury. That was like a month and a half ago. He had a, his eye got poked really bad and that took a couple of weeks to heal. 
like and, bloody did not it wasn't able to see yeah. that kind of stuff yes eyeball bleeding yes mm-hmm. yeah was it was traumatic. very scary and my husband was gone for that one too so let's talk about wrestling <laughs> <laughs> i quit wrestling okay yeah i quit this for yeah. lockwood no i'm just kidding um that's tough <laughs> that's tough and then uh you have this house and you're figuring out some house stuff. Uh, just life has not slowed down for you. No, it hasn't for you. It's not, it's, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot right now. We, we moved into a house. We were hoping to, you know, rent until we could buy it. And we kind of had a, a date set. And, um, at the time the house wasn't selling and then six months after we moved in the markets were heating up and so we thought we had time because it was going to take my husband a while to get out here and now they they want to sell the house and um we don't know if we can close on the house and so which is I mean there's lots of things to that but the big thing is is I don't want to move again and there's not a lot of options to move Mm, yeah (laughs) there's not a lot of options so I'm I'm scared about that like where are we gonna live what's that gonna look like are we gonna have to move again the expense of moving um that feels very unstable and uncertain and um so we're praying about that like we have you know this other huge um burden of that was kind of unforeseen that kind of goes along with that the financial situation and um we're doing everything we can and to deal with that. And I'll share probably more of that later, but, um, it just was something that kind of popped up. And so we're dealing with that. And then, um, and then just whether my husband can get here for his job, he's in construction. So he builds barn dominiums and he does, uh, ranch management and he does like kitchens and bath remodels and he does everything in construction. And, um, so he has to kind of be there and it's hard to get people there he's very 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 talented in so many areas and he's just he's a he does everything like he does about as much as like three people four people can and so he just wants to find something get that up and going and find but it's hard and then find something here that he can do that's maybe more remotely that he can travel or consult I don't know whatever opportunity but just where he is not in Texas all the time or way 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 less um and so that's been hard. Um, and there's some challenges with that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Having a marriage remote and then coming back. I think a lot of women that I know whose husbands travel, it's like when the husband comes back, it's almost kind of stressful for them being back. And then when they leave, it's yeah. stressful in a different way. And then you're getting used to yeah. them back. And the transitioning. Yeah. Yeah. Constant. Yeah. Yeah. Constant. Yes. It is. That is hard. Yes. And he's here and he's missing out on mm-hmm. on on some of this kid's stuff and you know and I think we're we thought it would be like a year and it's now looking like it's longer and it's just too like I'm just done I'm like no like what are the next steps because what's the most important thing right like and how do we how do we how do we uh, tackle that I guess um so yeah and what if the thing too is is I mean, there's, this isn't just, this is just a, these are just small tidbits of what she's going through. I mean, we could go anywhere from the cat that they got for their daughter that <laughs> was absolute train wreck that was totally in, not anticipated. And just those things that seem so little, but they're so big, you know, just yeah. one thing well, after my, the other. 
my mom, as soon as we moved here, we moved here last December and in May found out my mom has terminal pancreatic cancer. Um, and I can't go back and see her because my husband's in Texas traveling. So that's been challenging as well. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's just, those are just a few of the things. Yeah. And that's, that's a recipe for, uh, like for, for many people, like a breakdown. And that's yeah. not even the whole story, you guys. That's just, I'm just telling you the tidbits. So current events, current events, what we were talking about before we started recording as well is because it wasn't even that we were prepping for this episode. It was more just like, okay, what's going on? What happened? Blah, blah, blah. But her being in tears, just saying to me that, that thing that you said about, you know, you look at Brit Bethany Hamilton, she lost a, you know, a shark ate her, what was it was her arm, arm, her arm, yeah. yeah. which by the way, Rachel and I love documentaries and gruesome, <laughs> scary stuff. <laughs> so, we are those people. Okay. Um, anyway, so she, it doesn't surprise me that you watched that documentary, but ha you did watch it, right? Yeah. The movie, the documentary. Yeah. 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 So have I, but anyway, she was just like, she survived that. Why, why? I need to use that logic to get me through the emotion that I feel now. And I, and for me, I lived a lot like living, trying to live in that logic of be thankful, be, be careful that you're, you're in this, you're in this season. It's, it's sometimes using logic helps, but sometimes using logic doesn't help. It just depends on the person. Like for me, I have to feel all the feelings I do because if I don't, then I'm, I, it, I have a harder time being honest and it, yeah. and, and then I f feel resentment and I'm not just talking about people. I'm talking about my spiritual walk Yeah. and those wounds that, you know, crying to your father. I mean, just crying about things that come up and feeling all the feels like, I don't know how, how we get through it, but somehow we do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's the logic of just like, okay, we need to move on. Think practical one step at a time. You know, I was talking to Ruthie, like saying she was having a hard day and I was just like, okay, just one step at a time. She goes, that sounds so long, mom. Like, oh. <laughs> I go, you know She's what? right. You are so right. Forget that. Just forget it. <laughs> you know? Um, but somehow we keep going and we're having to live the day to day. So what yes. is yeah. balance, yeah. Rachel? I mean, I think that's the question we all want to know. How yeah, do we right? cry the tears? I, 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 and I don't, uh, like, honestly, I just don't think there is a formula. I don't think that there is anything other than God's grace mm -hmm. and mercy to beg, begging him to like my big thing is like, Lord, I can take all of this only if you give me your grace and mercy and strength, because I don't have it. I don't have it. And my flesh is fighting for it. And it's not there. It doesn't exist. I don't have the human powers to handle any of this. And that's where the fight is, right? It's in my heart because I have a God that I believe in that I believe created the universe, that the wind and the waves obey him. And if I really believed it, which I do in my head, right? But I mm -hmm. cannot 
comprehend it in my heart to grasp it and hang on to it and release the fear, right? Because my circumstances aren't who God says. I mean, my circumstances aren't about God. That's not about God. Like the thing, the bad things that happen, that's not who God is. God is who he says he is. That's who he is. And he says that he is with us and that he loves us and that he is going to carry us through. And if I look back, and if you look back, Tiffany, and if we look back at our lives, we can see that it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. He's taken just like what you said, the day to day, like it's hard. It's hard going through it. But he is, he has never, ever failed to bring us to another day. Right. And, but it's not easy. Like he's not, he never says this. In fact, he says, it's not going to be easy. He says in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. And so if he has, right, like, oh, death, oh, death, where's your sting? Like there is, he takes it away because he is, he is the only hope. Like, I don't know how to hope in anything else than that there is something bigger and better and true and that created me and this universe for a reason and a purpose and to live in that truth like that there's nothing else that I could possibly imagine putting my hope in that would carry me through another day I couldn't get through another day if this was without believing that to be true because what else is there like nothing else would matter right like nothing else would matter to me you know yeah and it seems that whether you you believe in God or not, it's the pain that that you get through. Yeah, that overcomes yeah. that overcomes, and you see you see God in that. Like, however, how yeah. do you how do you how do you experience God without the pain? Yes, that is exactly right. Because it is the pain is the gain. It, the pain is the gain, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're saying the done, but I can't think of a way that I, if, if I think about the depths of how I feel close to God, it has never been through not hardship. And that's so true. Right. Cause we don't need them when everything's okay. It's like true, we're, right? we're, we we're, we got it. We got it handled. Right. And yet, yes. And yet, can you also say, could you also even quantify your joy? because you've experienced the depths of hardship and pain and suffering exactly. that the joy is even deeper and richer and more beautiful when you're experiencing it you know i don't know they it's almost like they have to go together to like they have to comprehend. somehow mingle yeah to comprehend this fuller life mm-hmm. and but it's not like, it's not easy. Like it's never, ever easy. And I don't know. I just, I don't, and, and, and I can say that and we can talk about it. Right. Like, and I love that Tiffany laughs about things. So I can get too serious. My kids are like, in fact, when Lachlan hurt himself, the coaches were running over to me as I was walking, like running down to the mat, being like, Lachlan said he's okay. Tell his mom he's okay because I cannot handle the pain very well. It's just, I just can't. I just, 
it's just, or I can, right. But it's so intense. I don't know for you guys out there, there are intense feelers, deep feelers. It's so uncomfortable, but that's how I am. And yeah. You're, and you're an internal processor. I mean, you're an external processor, but you're an introvert. Yes. And yep. so I think you, I mean, kind of lean towards taking it in deep. Yeah, in, I do. Yeah. And yeah. I'm an extrovert, but I take it deep. Uh, I can't, I mean, if I saw my kid on the mat like that and the elbow situation, I probably would, I mean, I think all of us would freak out. I just, I think it's for me, it's like with the tears, like if you start seeing the tears happen and they're like struggling and blah, 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 then it's like high alert, high alert, you know? So, but yeah, high empath. I think you are like my daughter and like, you're a high empath. You feel other people's feelings intensely. And I feel like the people that are really, really high empath are usually introverts. I don't know the correlation and I don't know the science behind it. I, I have nothing to back that up except for the fact that every introvert I know that is high there every introvert that I know that feels things first are super high empath. It's interesting. Um, yeah, that is interesting. mm -hmm. Yeah. So I find your personality to be very intriguing in that way because it makes me want to dig more, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, but so back to, uh, what you were saying about getting through the day-to-day -day part of it, of just the, uh, what was it? I mean, the hardship of every day and coping. And you were saying how coping every day, like, what does that look like for you? Because I think you said that you tend to run to different things to cope, which we all do. Yes. Right. So, and you said yeah. it doesn't work anymore. Can you go yeah. into more detail about yeah. just a specific, no. maybe like sure. yourself? Okay. Yeah. So, and then I'll be very specific because, and I, we've, I've told you about this. My favorite, favorite coping mechanism is drinking wine. Like I love wine. And I mean, before you know, drinking wine was just fun. But I remember after I had kids, I was like, oh, I need my wine at the end of the day or whatever. And I didn't drink every day. And then over the years, like around the pandemic where it started, like I started drinking wine every day. I was like, well, screw it. I'm just going to, there's nothing else to do. I'm going to drink wine every single day. Mm -hmm. And um, it made me feel better. It was something to look forward at the end of the day that I had relief and control over, but every single morning, and I wasn't getting wasted or anything like that. It would, but I was super getting numbed out. Um, but every single morning I would wake up and feel so guilty because I was like, I, it, because it was controlling me because I had to have it. It was a drug. I had to have my wine at the end of the day. And it wasn't working. I was checking out. I was numbing. I was numb. I was feeling guilty and, um, I wasn't experiencing life. I'm, I was only because numbing yourself out at night, it doesn't numb one part of you. It numbs all of you. You can't just pick a piece. Like it numbs you and your kids and your husband, my husband would be like, oh, Rachel's drinking her wine. Like, goodbye. Like they're telling me goodbye, baby, basically. And I'm like, wait, what? I don't know. I'm just having a good time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just not good. Like, this is my reward or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I 
have there, I've taken some times of abstinence and then I'd always be like, okay, that was good. I'm going to go back to drinking. And it, it just was the same. I would just get, go back to it every single time as a coping, as a self-medicating. And so six months ago, August 18th, I got COVID and I couldn't drink. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to try really hard not to. And so actually it was the day after my six month of not drinking that Lachlan got injured. Hello, let's talk about testing Mm -hmm. yourself. So, but I've decided and I've learned it's the first, first of all, those things don't work. You're, it doesn't make me feel better ever. It makes me feel better for one second. And then, and then it, and then it diminishes my ability to cope overall and I'm checked out and I'm numb. It doesn't work. And so I have learned that standing and resisting those things, there's other things too, right? But that's my favorite one. Um, And resisting, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Is where you get your power, even though it feels like you are the most powerless in that moment. I am not going to do this. And standing and resisting it, it's just like I was saying to Stephanie, it's just like when an air, the only way an airplane flies is they fly into the wind and they resist the wind and they take off. But it's in that resisting where you get your power. And I don't understand it, but it is. And it doesn't feel good at all. It feels very powerless, but I don't know. Are we supposed to feel power or does our power come in feeling broken and humility and being humble? Because that's where I believe the power comes from. Because really, it's I have no human power. Like that's where the supernatural power can come in and do the supernatural things mm-hmm. that I cannot control and I cannot heal and I cannot mend. And so I believe that. And I've ex- I don't only believe it. Okay. It's not I I've I've experienced it and I've seen it in my life when I have chosen that path, what God's done. And it's, and I could tell, and there's many stories and I'm hoping this is, this will be another one of those stories right now with Lachlan and everything else going on that we can share down the road, everything else. Cause I've got lots of things um, that I need supernatural power to intervene and do it to me because I have none. Amen, sister. <laughs> best place to be, best yep. place to be yep. and hardest place, best and yep. hardest and yeah. I, I think what you're saying is insanely powerful and just insanely brave, Rachel. I mean, I think a lot of people that are listening probably definitely relate on some level, especially with alcohol. Do you know that uh, in like 53 episodes or whatever this has been, the alcohol one uh, episodes were absolutely the highest? Wow. Um, absolutely the highest. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is people are suffering in secret, you know? And so yeah. this is what the podcast is about too. It's about not suffering in secret. Yeah. You know, we're, we're telling our stories here. We're, we're being vulnerable and saying how it is and, and not afraid of that. There is, I, what I love about Rachel is that she's not hiding behind guilt and shame, which is super easy to do and super blinding. Uh, meaning you can get away from guilt and shame when you can just get honest with yourself. Yeah. And, and that is the best place to be. Don't be afraid to tell 
someone that you're struggling with alcohol or that you don't know if it's you should or shouldn't, I mean, express that. And the more people express the hardship, the more things will come out and you won't feel alone and isolated, you know, yeah. uh, yeah. people that have come out of the woodwork and talked about this podcast or people's stories and stuff have absolutely shocked me with how many people deal with things alone. I'm just not, and I'm just not a person that does that. I'm not an alone person. I'm kind of a, I surround myself with people kind of thing. So I have a different kind of journey, I guess, but, but isolation, especially during the pandemic happened to everybody, you know, and maybe created some habits that you want to get away from that you never saw coming or that you're in denial or any of that stuff. But the time is now to just face your truth. Okay. And Rachel is in the thick of it. She doesn't know the answers for the future. She's only doing in the now, which I think is amazing to share about, you know, um, you know, I have some personal stuff going on, but it's not, but I'm not having the, the pain every single day. I'm not having that pain every single day. Uh, I can relate to it, but for sure, but I'm just in a, in a little bit of a, a break in that way, I guess. I don't know, but, or maybe it will start back in again tomorrow. Who knows? This is the point is that what I said in the last, the first episode of the middle of season three, which is the last episode, whatever lo-fi girl is that we are not going to try to brace for impact, but just kind of get through it. Yeah. You know, and not, and, and anticipate hardship. Yeah. Because it's anticipate it because it's going to happen, you know? Um, and that's not, and I don't want to be scared of that. I don't want to be scared. Me neither. I don't either scared. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's not scary, but I don't want to live scared. And so by trying to prevent things that are out of my control, doesn't help. Right. I just don't think it helps. I don't know, but yeah, it's like what Gandalf said in the Lord of the Rings for all you Lord of the Rings fans, where he says to, um, let's see, Frodo says to him when he has the ring and he has to take the ring to destroy it. Mm-hmm. And he says, I, you know, and all this stuff had happened to him. And he says, I wish none of this would have ever happened. And Gandalf says, it's, well, that's not for us to decide what, what's for us to decide is to what to do with the things that have happened to us. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what we decide. Are we going to get bitter? Are we going to live in anxiety? Are we going to be angry? Or are we going to heal? Are we going to have stories? Stories that are meaningful. That, that we allow God to come in and work in our lives. And comfort us and heal us and take our tragedies our hurts, our heartaches, and redeem them in some way, because it doesn't take them away. But I believe one day, I believe one day, every sad thing will come untrue. And we're going to look down and we're going to be like, oh, there was no problem because we're going to see the big picture, right? Mm -hmm. The mosaic. Yeah. Mm. But we got to decide it. That's all we have to decide. And it's, 
what are we going to do with the heartbreak? What are we going to do? Don't, don't waste your life, right? John Piper says, don't waste your life. Don't waste a tragedy. Turn it into something good. How do you do that? And you need, and you're right, Tiffany, we need help. I am not going to get this through what I'm going through without help. I will not. And nobody else, you can't, we weren't meant to, we weren't meant to carry these burdens by ourselves. You have to get help. Mm -hmm. You have to, which is why if there's any time you need to talk with someone, Rachel and I are totally on board as many people that have been on the podcast for sure guarantee you that if you've listened, you know, there's people, anyone that's gone on this podcast would be willing to talk to you guaranteed. Yeah. But as being a consistent presenter of this topical life, and then Rachel coming on as more of a regular guest that, uh, that we are there for you. I mean, nothing surprises us. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Um, truly, truly. And I think that's the easy part for us because, we're just those kind of people. Um, so yeah, no judgment, no, none of that. We, I just, what, what kills me is the guilt and the shame, the isolation, the fear, the, uh, all of that. It's just, it's just and guilt. I just want to say F you. Right. You know, yes. You. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. F yeah. you. Yeah. You have no power here. And I'm not saying there's not pain. You know, pain, pain is something I think that we're going to definitely have to unfold more for sure, because it's such a weird word. And it's, I mean, even saying the word pain, doesn't that kind of like, when you think about that word pain, doesn't it kind of make you feel like crap? Yeah. You're not like, Oh, paid. Yeah. It's, yeah. You want to wince, you want to run away from it. Mm -hmm. You want to brace. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, there's nothing that you want to, embrace there's no embracing that we we naturally feel right we don't want to do that we don't want to walk into where we see the pain right sure. we we want to hide run numb yeah I like the word I think the word that I think is better for me to when I talk to my kids and even with the word pain is suffering mm -hmm. like can are we willing to suffer can we be willing to? And are you, are you willing to live with something that doesn't make you comfortable? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And all levels. Can we, on all levels, yes. And then what if the truth is, right? What if the truth is that being in that place is the very place that you are going to grow into who you were made to be? And that's the only place you can do that, right? I believe that. And that's where hope comes in. Yeah. Because people avoid the pain because they don't, or because I should say we, we avoid pain, but to get to that place where you are in suffering, usually you don't know the answer of what's coming, which is right. really the hardest part. Right. Because you're yes. in the pain and you don't know what's in your future. Yeah. So yeah, that's hard. That's yeah. hard. That's a hard place to be. And you don't have, yeah. and it's not meant to be escaping. It's not meant to be escape. It's meant to be spoke out and yeah, to, you know, surrendered about this. Yeah. Surrender, do all the things you have to do to get through it. Um, and it's not going to be yeah. perfect. That's why we're here to say, oh, you're going to fail. 
that's, that's yeah. a minor, right? We're not going to be perfect. That's right. not the, that's not the, but if we were to take on the fact that suffering is something that's going to grow us and maybe have a positive, I hate to say it even the word, but like having a positive outlook and I'm super pessimist. So it's even hard to even say that word <laughs> <laughs> because, because being a pessimist protects me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. When you've had a childhood, when you have had a childhood of, let's just say, you know, a little bit of a beatdown at times, a rough beatdown. Yeah. That that is a safe place to be, but that's for a different that's for different areas. But I, where are we at here? I have no idea. But I feel like at this point, just having we've talked about what we've talked about and where we're at and where we're headed and Rachel being a part of this. Uh, I hope you see a, the line in which, or like the picture of what we're, we're, we're painting here. So just to sum it up, it's we're living life in the now and being honest about our, our troubles, our suffering and our pain. Uh, we're not just trying to protect ourselves and numb out pain. We're trying to confront pain. Yeah. And we're trying to have hope. And what does that mean? And we're also looking at people's stories to help us help each other. So yeah. there's a lot here that I think people can hold on to and hopefully have a direction. Yeah. And not feel alone. Mm-hmm. You're not alone in your pain and suffering. And some people are chronic suffers. Some people have acute things happen, like just a one thing here, one thing there, and then not, and not a lot. And then some people just have one thing after another or, or whatever. And there's, but yeah, you're, you're not alone. I think it's a big thing. You are not, people are not alone in their pain and they, and they need each other. We need each other. I need people Mm -hmm. to help us help me get through, get through it. Right. I can tell you when I was on the mat I don't know a lot of people here, but there was um, the booster club mom that came over. She goes, are you okay? And I said, no. And I, I was like, I am not, I am not going to act like I'm okay. Cause I'm not. And I just hugged her and she hugged me. Let me tell you what a blessing that was. And then one of Lachlan's friends, dads came down and he was like, Rachel, are you okay? And he just hugged me. And I cannot tell you that I needed that. And I am so grateful that they took the opportunity to see that and come down there and, and bless me and be there with me while I was going through that moment of trauma. Mm-hmm. It was trauma. Absolutely. Right. And, and I'm, I'm so grateful and I want to be that person for other people too. You know, I want to be that person that we need it, you know, we do, we absolutely do. And with that, you know, next week or the week after I'll, keep you posted, but, uh, we're just going to kind of move with like what I said before is just like a pic- very pixelated approach of this, this podcast in the sense of being consistent, but also kind of just leaving it up to where it needs to go. I have an idea of my brother. Uh, he's going to come on soon, whether it be Rachel again or my brother, but he has got an, an insane story and, he is wanting to share it and it might be a multi or a multi type podcast. Listen, I don't know yet. Again, it's just one step at a time of figuring this out, but 
there's just a lot ahead for us. So hold tight. I'll keep you posted, but thank you so much for listening, Rachel. Thank you for being here and just- Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and just being willing to reach out on Facebook to connect that one time, you know, several months ago. Yeah. So to lead to this moment is pretty special for me. So anyway. Awesome. All right, you guys take care. Have a good week and we are here for you. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.